Let us pray for a moment. Lord Jesus, lead us to holiness. It is you, you alone, who can convert our hearts so that we can become like you. Convert our hearts to be like yours, Lord Jesus. Greetings from the Cathedral of Mary of the Assumption. You know, the season of grace is upon us. Are we ready? You know, Fat Tuesday, some people call it Shrove Tuesday, leads us now into the celebration of Ash Wednesday. You know, it's been my experience that each year when Ash Wednesday comes around, our churches are packed. The number of people coming to receive ashes is, I think, is quite extraordinary. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it important for you to receive ashes on Ash Wednesday? What draws you to this spiritual exercise? You know, for me, this is the beginning of a beautiful time of the liturgical year. It's not just a penitential season, but it really is a season of grace. I'll have more on that in a moment. But it's a little bit of history about the season. You know, the history and the beginnings of Lent are, are, are quite unclear. The sacred scriptures, they do not mention Ash Wednesday or they don't mention the custom of Lent specifically. However, the practice of repentance and mourning in ashes is found in 2 Samuel, it's found in the book of Esther, the book of Job, it's found in the book of the prophet Daniel, and it's found in Matthew's gospel. I mean, in the gospel of Matthew, Jesus saw towns full of people rejecting salvation, even as they had seen so many of his miracles. And he denounced them for not repenting. He said, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. These are the words of Jesus. So in some sense, this is what takes place on Ash Wednesday and during the season of Lent. Receiving ashes also takes us back to the book of Genesis. Ashes are a symbol of death in the Bible. God formed humans out of dust. Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. These words come from the book of Genesis. You know, when we have the ashes traced on our foreheads, these words are often used. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And we also may hear the words, repent and believe in the gospel. But both of these orient us to the season of Lent. Lent has likely been observed since apostolic times, though the practice was not formalized until the first council of Nicaea back in 325. And Christian scholars believe that Lent became more regularized after the legalization of Christianity in the year 313. You know, St. Irenaeus and, and Pope St. Victor I and St. Athanasius, they all seem to have written about Lent during their ministries. And most scholars would agree that by the end of the fourth century, this 40-day period of Easter preparation known as Lent had existed and that prayer and fasting constituted its spiritual exercises. Historically, these 40 days of Lent were meant to be a time of preparation for catechumens coming into the Catholic faith. 
And so during our times now, these are the final days of preparation for the folks in the RCI processes across the diocese. But what about us who are not preparing to enter into the Catholic faith? What about us? We too should see this time as a 40-day retreat, each of us in our own way answering the call to conversion in our own lives. It's a time of repentance. You know, in the first reading for Ash Wednesday, the prophet Joel sets the tone for us. He says, even now, even now return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. He said, rend your hearts and not your garments, for gracious and merciful is he. Friends, this is a season for growing in holiness. I mean, how many of us want to grow in holiness? Right? Don't we all want that? It's an important question. But how many of us really want to grow in holiness? If this is our desire, then it is very important to begin the season of Lent asking the Lord Jesus to lead us to holiness. Let us pray for a moment. Lord Jesus, lead us to holiness. It is you, you alone, who can convert our hearts so that we can become like you. Convert our hearts to be like yours, Lord Jesus. And I invite you to pray this every day with expectant faith and trust. And who knows where the Lord will lead you. But I also want us to look at the season of Lent as a season of grace. You know, like those coming into the church at Easter, we too are called to be converts, looking at our own lives, at our own sinfulness in the light of God's grace, though. A time for turning away from our thirst for the things of this world and turn toward those things that really matter in life. You know, there's a line from, from the readings of Good Friday, one that was so very instrumental in Mother Teresa's life, and it should be for our own journey as well. So as Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said these words, two words, I thirst, I thirst. These two words really should be the framework for these next six weeks for all of us. Take time to meditate on these two words, I thirst. You know, Jesus' thirst was far more than a thirst for water. His thirst was a thirst for love, a thirst for our love, a thirst for our hearts, a thirst for our lives, and yes, even a thirst for our sins, a thirst for our sins. God not only thirsts for us, but he thirsts for our sins. Imagine that. Pray with this over these next six weeks. And in this season of grace, will, will we give them to him so that his thirst will be satisfied? Will we give our sins to him so that his thirst will be satisfied? I wish you all a blessed season. God bless you.